0: Let's see if we're going to go. Uh, I don't know. Hold on. Here. Hey, it's Kingdom Minded podcast and you're with Pastor Shane Blackledge. And you are going to listen to a powerful, powerful testimony uh, from Deborah E. Johnson. She's a minister, an author, and a Christian YouTube content creator. I am so excited uh, for this episode. Um, I am just blessed to have her on here to share, and it is going to be amazing. So please stay tuned to the very end so you can listen to all that we have for you today. Um, I also just want to start out on Pastor Shane. I'm the lead pastor of Cultivate Church in St. Peter's, Missouri. Uh, We meet at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you're around the neighborhood, I would love to have you come and invite you. Um, But if you can watch us online, we usually start our services live on Facebook and live on YouTube around 9.45 a.m. every Sunday. So go ahead and please tune in. A little bit about myself. I just want to share this with you. Um, By the time I was about five or six years old, my parents got divorced. Uh, My mom lives in Taiwan. I'm Chinese American. My father was a Marine uh, in the Vietnam War where they met, got married, um, and then they had some children together. And we lived in a beautiful house in waterloo iowa and then my parents got divorced um and about the age of six years old she went back to live in taiwan and i went spiraling downhill in depression um that caused a lot of traumatic childhood childhood trauma um around third grade i was molested fourth grade i'm drinking alcohol smoking cigarettes um and rebelling in life and by the time i was in fifth grade I was really doing a lot of vandalism, stealing cars, having sex, doing very, very bad things at a very young age, rebelling against the world, rebelling against anybody with authority. And by the time I was 13 years old, I joined the gang um, where I started gangbanging, doing drugs, sh- um, you know, shooting guns, all the bad things that happened in that life, uh, which ultimately led me to in and out of youth shelters, detention centers at age 17, uh, charged with 30 years in prison for burglaries, assaults, and uh, cocaine with intent to deliver. Uh, and so then I ended up uh, basically in jail. And in that moment, in that jail, faced with all that time, um, there was a Bible sitting in this jail cell. So was just me and this Bible. And I turned right to John 3, 16. And as soon as I opened up that word and read that, I knew that God was speaking to me. And in that jail cell, I asked God to forgive me of my sins, um, asked him to teach me his will and to renew me, to change me and and to show me how to live for him. And you know what? In that very moment, Jesus met me right there in that jail. He started ministering to me and he showed me that he loved me. And I felt this love and this peace and this joy that I'd never felt before in my entire life. And I knew that this is what I was missing. This was the void that I felt inside for so many, so many years. And I went on to go to prison and got baptized in the chapel, got my GD in jail. Then I went to um, college while I was in prison, studying the word of God, sharing the gospel, watching miracles and signs and wonders people on fire for the Lord in prison, sharing the gospel, making disciples. It was an amazing time. I was actually more free in prison than I was when I was out of prison. And now ultimately, after several years of being in prison, I get out of prison and I go to a halfway house. I try to put in 75 job applications. Nobody would hire me. Um, I felt discouraged Um, I had a lot of probation fees this and that and the other I ended up relapsing on meth going back to prison overall I went in and out of prison five times battling with a meth addiction battling with self-identity trying to really find out who I was but ultimately I I wound up almost dead from an overdose and I woke up from that overdose knowing that God saved my life and I said God If you just take this meth addiction away from me, I promise you, I will surrender everything to you. Not just some things. I will surrender my entire life to you. And right then and there, he took that drug addiction away from me. And he set me up to succeed. And today I have 16 years free from meth addiction. So praise the Lord for that. And now I'm uh, pastoring here in St. Louis, Missouri, and um, I'm involved with Celebrate Recovery, which is where I was able to heal, um, go through a 12-step program, really helped me to overcome my past, overcome uh, the hurts and the habits and the hangups that I have in my own life. And uh, it's just an amazing journey so far. So stay tuned and continue watching Kingdom Minded. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. and follow me on Facebook, you know, Instagram, and TikTok. So with all that, I would like to now introduce you to our guest, Deborah E. Johnson.
1: And hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Brother Shane, for having me on your space. And hello to the Kingdom Minded family. I am Deborah E. Johnson. I am a minister. I'm a Christian author of two books that you could find on Amazon. And um, I will say a little bit more about that, hopefully, at, at the later point. But I also want to tell you that I am a YouTube content creator and I want to say YouTube Christian content creator because sometimes people on YouTube and it's not always Christian. And I definitely want to be related to and, and have people think of me in terms of Christian bent. I'm going to go ahead and tell you about the test. His testimony was like, oh, my gosh, was that exciting or what? Like, I was just like, did you see my face? I don't have a poker face. So sometimes I was about to laugh. Sometimes I was making this face. I don't have poker face his testimony was off the chain. Praise God for his testimony. But we each have our own testimonies and I'm going to give you mine. Mine is a much cleaner, easier uh, in that uh, I did not grow up in church. um, So I didn't have a Christian background. Uh, My grandma took me to church every now and then. My grandma was one of those um, holiday churchgoers. So she went Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, Palm Sunday, that type of thing. Um, so I went occasionally with her growing up as a child, but it really wasn't a, it wasn't like a big, Christianity wasn't a big deal in in, in my world at that point. And I grew up standard life. I grew up um, in the inner city. And then um, I guess the first point when I started to think about God a little bit, well, of course, you know, when you go through the teenage years, you kind of say, why am I here? But the first time I really want to give credit to a lady whose name I don't even know, but God knows who she is. I was mm-hmm. waiting at the bus stop. And she guess what she did. She started talking to me about Jesus. And I was like, yeah, okay, I heard about him. But mm, great. And then it went on from there. I listened to her and she told me that, you know, the gospel message of repenting and having Christ come into your life. And I went, oh, is it that easy? She's like, yeah, it's really that easy. But of course, you know, it was like the first or second time I heard it. So I just kind of went, "Okay, thanks. And kept it moving. Got to college. And then um, I started to ask more I I met a gentleman who was a pastor and he started witnessing to me and really talking to me about Jesus. So I think the first real linchpin point of my salvation was when I began to say, he began to say, hell is too hot and eternity is too long. So if you're out there and you're listening, you're not quite sure, keep that in mind. Maybe you haven't really thought about Jesus, but that's Mm -hmm. where it was. It was like hell is too hot and Mm -hmm. eternity is too long. And that became like the first like marker, so there I am, and I'm thinking, all right, it sounds like a plan. Sounds like I don't. I like summer, but not not for eternity. So I thought maybe I ought to do this. <laughs> maybe I ought to, maybe I ought to think this through a little bit more. And so yeah. as I thought about it, um, and he kept witnessing to me. I went to his church, and that very first, he had a brand new church. He was a, he was a new he was a new pastor, and I was actually his first member. So I literally he literally. OK, and this is when you think about sometimes you're not really sure if God is drawing you. I, I really didn't. Like I said, I didn't grow up in church. So I didn't have that experience of like, oh, I feel the draw, the pull of God. None of that. I just was there. He was witnessing to me over and over again. Um, and then he I said I would come to his service that day. Literally, he said, anybody want to join my church? And I stood up and mm. you know how you almost want to like do a double take. Like, wow, wait, what?" <laughs> wait, and there was no there was no like I thought about it. He said it and I just stood right on up and mm. I became um, saved that day. It was the first Sunday in November. <laughs> I got oh, saved wow. Sunday in November. I became a part of his church. And then um, I guess what is the sticker? Because sometimes when you're you're new, at you're new at salvation, the enemy will say to you, well, you really didn't do anything. It was just a moment and it's going to go away and you end up sliding back into to your old life, you slide back into wherever you were. You were, And I, I I did the church thing, I honestly did, because my pastor, he was really good at discipling. Right, so I wanna give him his props. He was really good at staying t- on top of me. He talked to me over and over again. He answered all of my questions because I had very little clue about what Christianity was. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, I was so green, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I didn't even know what VBS was, vacation Bible school. <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant when I, when I first got saved. So he was, he was really good at discipling me. So he discipled me and I came in. But I, I went I kind of stayed in that vein for about a year and a half. Like I was in it because he said I should be in it. But then I went to another service. So Brother Shane talks about you having an experience. And I completely agree with that. You have to have your own experience with, with God, because when you have that experience, I don't care where you are. Whether you're in jail, whether you're mm-hmm. in a hospital, whether you're, you, you're you're strung out on the street somewhere, or, you know, whether you got a mansion, wherever you might be, wherever you've been. Once you have that experience with God, life changes. And so life changed that moment when I went to this church and the man preached and he said, you got to know that you know that you know that you know that you know that you're know you saved. Well, by the time he got finished, and that's all he kept saying through that whole service. I don't even remember the scripture, but he just kept saying, you got to know that you know, Thank that God. you know, that you know, that you know that you're And He kept driving that Thank in that God. entire time. He kept driving that message. And when he got finished, all of a sudden, I just want to tell you that God, Holy Spirit, Quickened, as they say, woke something up in me. And I went, wait, I'm really saved. It's not about what my pastor is saying because he's discipling me. It's not about what somebody else is saying. It's not about what I read. It was an internal yes. like, conviction and understanding. I am a born-again Christian because this is what I have committed to do and God has accepted my request. Notice I said, it took like a year and a half. I did the first initial response that I don't remember, but like a year and a half later um, I, I want to say it was a year and a half because I remember it was springtime. A year and a half later, I understood that God had changed me. Nobody mm. had to convince. That experience in that church that day convinced me that I had done the right thing. I had, sun, I had said the right thing, and I was gonna do my best to stay with the Lord from that day to this. That's been over twenty-five years ago.
0: Oh my God! Let's give a <laughs> God some praise. Thank you, Jesus.
1: That day to this has been over 25 years. So I can tell you, you make up your mind to stay, you can stay. It's not you, but you do. As Brother Shane is saying, you have to make up your mind to stay. But once I made up my mind to stay, I'm in it. I have nowhere else to go. I have no plans to go anywhere else. And so that's my real that's my real thrust of conversion. First Mm. layer, it was in in November. A year and a half later, I was really convicted and convinced. That I, what I had said counted to God, not what somebody wow. else told me, but that's what counted and it counted to God in it. So I was in and I was excited. I remember that day very particularly because it was a springtime day. And I promise you, when they talk about you get so excited, you want to hug the trees. Yeah. I could have hugged the trees. <laughs> that, that's how
0: excited. I had to hug my pillow because I was <laughs> in jail. <laughs> but I, let me tell you, I was excited, man. I'm telling you, I want to party. But, you know, just to say something real quick, I don't want to cut you off, but. Uh, 25 years ago in 1998, I, I think it was like March or April of 1998. That's when I had that encounter with Jesus in the jail. And so when you said over 25 years, I'm like, Hey, that's 25. So I'm celebrating 25 <laughs> years of being a Christian. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. So yeah, amen. Amen. It was, what it, a powerful conversion though. Wow.
1: Yeah, it, it was. And, and you know, for, for those of you that, that are listening and sometimes you think, well, um, my testimony is so, my story is so down and my story is so black. I just want to tell you that it doesn't matter where you start out as. I did I'm not, like I said in the beginning, I didn't have that kind of a story. Um, I had some trials and issues, but it wasn't about the kinds of things that brother Shane has talked about. It's probably not the kinds of things that you've talked about, but I want to tell you that you, to meet God where you are and God knows Mm -hmm. exactly where you are it's not like he's going oh my gosh you killed three people I didn't know or oh my gosh you molested six people I didn't know or oh my gosh you didn't met when you were you know eight and you got your little brother to do it oh sorry I didn't know it's God's not it's not like it's a surprise to him he knows exactly where you are and so just rest in that rest in that he knows where you are and he will take away the sin and the gain and the shame and the guilt will take it all away from you if you actually take the time to be convinced to be convicted to be converted
0: you can do mm. it mm. that's so good that's so good he'll meet you right where you're at you know yeah. and you whether you realize it or not uh God's always pursuing you He's always wanting to have a relationship with you. It's whether or not you can pick up on that. You know, if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ and you're watching this for the first time, trust and believe he's knocking on the door of your heart. And he's saying, I want you to walk through this door, but you have to walk through the door. He's not going to like pull you in through the door. You have to make that walk. That's up to you to come to him. But he'll meet you right where you're at. When I was on my knees crying out to the Lord asking for forgiveness, bam, Holy Spirit was right there to comfort me, to love me, to nurture me. I felt like I was like a newborn baby weeping in that jail cell and and he was just rocking me back and forth because the Holy Spirit is the comforter. And that's what the Holy Spirit does is comforts us, but then also guides us and sets up on a path so that we can follow him. And ultimately it set me up on a path to going from prison to finding purpose. And that's uh, the name of my book is From Prison to Purpose. Um, I'll show you a picture right here. So there's my book, From Prison to Purpose. um, And it's on Amazon. It's called From Prison to Purpose, Redeemed by God's Grace, because God redeemed me. And he set me up. And I just want you to know that there is purpose in your pain and the experiences that you face, whether you've, like me, experienced childhood trauma or any kind of trauma of any sort. Uh, The Lord wants to navigate and heal you through that pain um, and find the beauty in the ashes. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, So I want to continue because Brother Shane did give me some 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 pointers here of things. Um, ideas he wanted to make sure I shared with you and so I do also want to share with you now how what's happened to me since I got converted so I've told you you know mm. that uh, I had conversion um some really cool things have happened to me some challenging things have happened to me and so of, of course the challenging things of life where uh members didn't do what I wanted them to do <laughs> um, I didn't do what I was supposed to do all the time my my mouth listen I'm a small woman. But my mouth has got me in trouble more than once. I'm sure some of you out there can relate to that. My mouth has got me in trouble several times. So I had to learn to control my mouth. The Holy Spirit has helped me to be much better about taming my tongue. Um, and, and so that I've had the ups and downs like most people who've gone through Christianity. I think what I do want to share with you about the power of conversion In terms of once I really made up my mind to be with the Lord, then I started to do ministry and it wasn't ministry where I am now. But the first ministry, of course, was was with auxiliaries on my church. I've been a Sunday school teacher. I've been a vacation, vacation Bible school teacher. Uh, Fast forward uh, about 10, 12 years ago, I actually decided to become an author. That's actually a really good story. I want to share that story with you. So how I became an author. Because that's that's a cool point for you to hear about how God changes people. So I was having one of those distressing times in my life, um, kingdom-minded family. I really was, and I thought I was. I I have a lot of education. I actually I really do. I people ask me I really do. I have two masters plus. Okay, I've got a lot oh, of. Oh wow! Really, I've been to school a lot, and so I I thought you know I thought I had this education and I thought I should audit, automatically get a job swerve. I was not automatically able to get a job. I was looking for a job, looking for a job. And I got so depressed and distressed by that, that I really started to spiral out. And I I got, it was, I was in a dangerous space. So if you're in a dangerous space, I want to talk to you for just a moment. You can be in a dangerous space, but God can bring you out. I was in a dangerous space of depression. Suicidal might be a little bit intense, but I was not good. I was not good. For months and scripture brought me out. And 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 my spouse talking to me brought me out of that circumstance. And then once I came out, it was like, what do I do now? I can't go back into that space. It's dangerous. And so my 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 moment was I started writing a book, which is this book right here, God's Waiting Room our space to practice godly waiting habits. Because while I was waiting for God to give me a job, (laughs) I wrote a book. And so it is actually on Amazon. I have two books on Amazon. This is the one I definitely want to tell you about, though. Because while I was waiting for God to do something in my life, in terms of, i.e., a job, I sat Mm. and I wrote that book. It didn't take me a long time. Um, It took a matter of maybe, I want to say, two or three weeks. Um, That's how serious I was about it at that moment. I just wrote And God worked it out. It took nine months to actually get it published. But in terms of writing it, I don't think it took more than three weeks. But I wanted to share that with you because that's the kind of thing that can happen when you make up your mind to live for the Lord. Even when you get you slide back into these dangerous spaces, as Brother Shane was talking about, having gone back into the prison cycle. I went into a layer of depression, had been saved, had been saved, thought I was okay but got into this space and it was dangerous, but God brought me out. So I want you to understand, even if you're listening and you are like, Oh my gosh, all I'm hearing is these voices. All I'm hearing is this mess. All I'm thinking of is this mess. I want you to control your thoughts, find yourself a Bible, start reading it and look for God to deliver you. So one of the things that came through my conversion was I also, after I committed to being with the Lord, then I actually became a, a, a Christian author. And fast forward to today, I am now uh, ministering on YouTube. Um, you can find me at Deborah E. Johnson. It is my name, D-E-B-R-A-E Johnson. No spaces. Look for me that way. And I am now on YouTube. No one could have told me. This is about <laughs> where your life can go yes. when, God, when God gets in it, when Amen. you give it to God. I've been on YouTube uploading videos. I am not techie not techie, not techie. Um, I have a pretty good speaking voice, I feel like. So that was a plus on my behalf. But I'm definitely not techie. I was definitely camera shy. Even for the public speaking voice, I felt like I had to think that billions of people could possibly see me on YouTube. Oh my gosh, I freaked out. And for the ladies out there, I also can be hair challenged, okay? So it depends on the day what my hair is looking like. I was like, you are (laughs) not getting me on camera. You are not getting me on camera. But God took all that away from me, showed me mm. how to prep with the hair thing, right? Showed yes. me how to do the thing. And so now I am on YouTube. Um, the My channel is my name, Deborah E. Johnson. But the theme of my channel is what I want you to remember. It's uh, tell of God's goodness. And so mm. it is my idea and it is my conviction that once we understand you're with Brother Shane, you're on his platform, and he's encouraging you to have that experience with God. Once you have that experience with God, you start taking off and you start telling as many people as you can about the goodness of God. And that's yes. what I do on my channel. I tell people about the goodness of God through videos. I talked. I have an interview platform myself where I interview people. And I actually have a whole section where I did the summaries of the book of the Bible. I did all of the Old Testament about the books of the Bible where you can just do it's short bursts, It's like five, seven minutes you can think you can hear about the book of the bible and then i tell you about what i find that's good in the book and i also tell you how you can see god's goodness in that book so those are the ways that i have actually worked on um using myself in terms of god because you know what let's be honest now a lot of you in prison watching this i got it i don't know your story i'm not gonna pretend i do but we all understand time is not ours time is not ours and so we have to make the best use of the time that God has given us. Because sooner or later, whether you're 10 or whether you somebody's watching it and they say, well, I started out and I wasted 10 years or I wasted 20 years. Don't waste another day because time is what you have right in your hand right now. Whatever that day is, whatever that day is that you have, it's in your hand right now. And I want you to think this is my day and I'm going to use it for the Lord. Since time is limited, we have to use what we have on our behalf. For the Lord, and that's what I'm doing now through the YouTube channel. Yes, I have moments when it's like, but guess what? I keep pushing through. I keep pushing through, and I want to encourage you: push through, push through. Pray and ask God. Yes, they gave you a sentence of, you know, 15 years or 30 years, or maybe you only got 4 years left. Whatever that time is, don't say, "Well, I'll wait till I get out of prison." And even if you happen to be watching this and you're not in prison and you just happen to scroll through. Don't say, oh, well, I'll wait until my mom gets better or I'll wait until I have more money or I'll wait until I'm, my health is better. No. Strike right now. Strike right now. Do what you got to do right now. Since time is not our best friend and we do know it's going to run out, we need to do what we can for the Lord. And that is my point and purpose in ministry these days, to tell His goodness and to tell it, strike while the iron is hot.
0: Woo. Preach. That is amazing. That is amazing. Um, I I do want to just share that, you know, even if you're in prison or you're in treatment or you're on probation or, you know, something has got a hold on you out here physically in this world. um, You can still work on yourself and take time and don't waste time. I I know that was a struggle uh, for a lot of people that I've talked to. in Celebrate Recovery, you know, when I was a Celebrate Recovery ministry leader and people struggle with, you know what, I wasted 30 years of my life on drugs. But, you know, it's like today is a new day. Yesterday is gone. You know what I mean? You can't go back to your past. You can't ever go back to one month ago, two years ago, five years ago. But what you do have right now in the moment that God has given us, it's the greatest gift of all. It's the presence of today. And you can take today and you can do something productive with today. And it starts right here in your mind. It starts by saying, you know what? Today, I'm going to serve the Lord. Today, I'm going to focus on you. And then those thoughts become actions, right? And I was in prison for six years of my life. I was incarcerated, okay? But I didn't sit there and cry, poor me, poor me, poor me. I spent most of my time in prison right here. Just like this, reading the word of God. I read through every single book of the Bible over 20 times. I read the Bible in prison. I did not waste my time. I spent my time immersed, baptized into this word. I had this thing uh, all in me. This this is the word of God. I take this wherever, wherever I go. I have a Bible in every vehicle. I have a Bible at work. I got a Bible. at home. I got a lot of Bibles, but I keep these Bibles with me. I do like the Bible apps, but for me, I'm old school, so I got to read the Bible. I got to flip through the pages. I got to feel something tangible. Right. You know, I want to know that I have my Bible with me. It's like my little baby blanket, right? You know, babies like their blanket and they like their bottle. Well, I like my bottle right here. This is my baby. (laughs) And so the word of God, man, I spent a lot of time in the word of God, but I even took it a little bit deeper. I I started studying the history of the church. I studied Hebrew, the language, how to speak and write it. I studied Greek. I bought lexicons and um, Strong's concordances and, I just really wanted to spend my time understanding the Bible and understanding the context of the Bible and the stories by understanding the history. And then, you know, I would buy commentaries. And I was blessed while I was in prison because we actually had a chapel that had a library and we actually had a lot of other um, tools to help us like concordances and Bible dictionaries and lexicons to really just kind of help us with our Bible studies and to go deeper with God. And I'm saying this to say this, when I was searching for the truth, even after I got saved, when you go to prison, you have all these different influences around you. You have Islam, Islams, and you have um, Buddhists and you you have all, you know, Indians, you have all these different religions and factions and things going on in this prison. You have the gangs in prison, you know, all this stuff is in prison. Um, I wanted to know the truth. So I started taking world religions. I studied all religions. I read the Quran. Um, I read through every text, Taoism, um, uh, uh, Buddhism, all of that stuff. And ultimately, I came to my own conclusion through research and study that you cannot go deeper than Jesus Christ. That is the deepest you can you can go uh, into the knowledge um, of truth and the wisdom um, that the Lord uh, will reveal to you. It doesn't get deeper than Jesus Christ. It doesn't get deeper than what's in the Bible. What's the truth about the Bible? Um, The Bible says that the truth will set you free. And so the more you read this and the more you understand the word of God, the closer and deeper your relationship will be with God. Uh, But also the more you'll be able to help other people and minister to other people, because here's the deal. God's called you into ministry. God's called every single person that comes to have a relationship with Jesus Christ to go and make disciples. When he said, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them the commandments that I've taught you. He wasn't speaking to men. He's speaking to men and women. And we live in a day and age where people want to uh, speak down on women and say that men have all the control. Uh, I'm here to share that women need to be empowered and be empowered to share the gospel boldly. Uh, You have a testimony, share it. Uh, Man or woman, you have a testimony, share it. Tell people about Jesus. You don't have to have a doctorate degree. You don't have to go to seminary. I didn't go to seminary. I went to prison. But you know what? The Lord had a path for me uh, to be a pastor to minister the gospel to people in prison and out here on the streets. You know, and I love that. I'm not. Uh, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't. I, I. I did not grow up in the church at all. But the Lord has equipped me for the work of ministry and the Lord will equip you for the work of ministry. And that's what the spiritual gifts are. That's what the Holy spirit does. The Holy spirit manifests gifts out of you and through you for the work of ministry to minister to people that are lost. And so I encourage you, the more you go into the word of God and the deeper you have a relationship with him, the more he's actually going to have you step out of your comfort zone and he's going to have you do things for the kingdom, man, that you would have never imagined in a million years, just like Deborah E. Johnson said it herself. She would have never thought she was going to be a YouTube Christian content creator. How amazing is that?
1: Yes so excited to say yes yes and yes i i totally agree with it um the comments that he's making and you know as as we as we go through this um episode today and we're talking about uh being saved the other the other principle that i really want to share with you is ask god to show you how to be sanctified that is that that idea of asking god to show you how to clean up your life and 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 take all the things out of it that are not like him. And it's an ongoing journey. So um, if you've been at church, I know people um, end up in prison that used that grew up in church and they say, oh, I remember those words and the old mother, she talked about, get sanctified, get sanctified, get sanctified. Um, but it's that separating yourself apart for the use of the Lord. And there's a layer of it that you must do. And of course, there's much more that that God must do. But I want to encourage you that after you ask Jesus Christ into your heart ask God um, I guess I guess I want to say two things ask God for the Holy Spirit to be in your life um, to have him come in and be a part mm-hmm. of your life because then he will equip you when the Holy Spirit is in your life then I know some people actually know this that the Holy Ghost comes in when you get saved so I'm not I'm not trying to make any doctrinal issues but after you get saved there's also the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Um, if you're not sure about that you can look in the book of Acts, And when you get filled with the Holy Ghost and he equips you to do all the stuff we're talking about. So Brother Shane says, go out there and be a ministry. And I'm telling you, and he's on, he's on YouTube and he's on TikTok and um, he's on Instagram and I'm here on YouTube, but the Holy Ghost will give you the, the, the ability to do all of that. So once you get saved, then you say, God sanctify me, separate me out from those things. Start to ask God, this is the way I say it. Let yesterday be the last day I enjoyed that. So like, because let's be honest, sometimes we're doing stuff and we kind of like it. <laughs> we kind of like it. OK, so then we say, you know what, God, I like it. But I've read your word like Brother Shane has said to do. I'm doing what Sister Deborah is saying to do. And I'm finding out, while I like it. It's not what you want. And so since that's the case, take it away from me. So after your salvation, ask God to sanctify you, to separate you out. And then ask him also to fill you with the Holy Spirit. So therefore, you are equipped to go out and run your lane. Your lane is not Brother Shane's lane. Your lane is not my lane. So maybe it's something very different. Maybe you're really gifted with art. Maybe you're really gifted with photography. You know, maybe you're really gifted with, with with radio or acting. Whatever your lane is where you can begin to share that gospel message. You have your experience because you listened to Brother Shane and you've gotten saved. And you now have a reason to tell of his goodness because you're listening to me, and I'm telling you, tell of his goodness. Once those principles are in your head, you say, God help me through sanctification and the Holy Ghost to run my lane. Remember what I said: strike while the iron's hot.
0: Ooh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Man, this is so good. And I just have to share that as she was speaking, the Lord just revealed to me, He gave me a prophetic word. I just have to share this because this is so exciting. This is what I saw. I saw men and women in jail, in prison, writing, writing their testimony, writing books, uh, becoming authors and writing out, ministering to the world. And God is going to use your story. God is going to turn your pain and your struggle into purpose. And I'm telling you what I saw uh, people writing. I saw people writing their story. And writing books. And uh, we have an author right here. Deborah E. Johnson. Who wrote two books that are on Amazon. The largest book platform in the world. Okay. You can just go on there instantly. And buy this book. Uh, my book is on there. And I'm telling you what. Your book is going to be on there as well. Um, because that's what the Lord showed me. Was that. we're People out of this podcast. Writing testimonies and writing books. And I just, you know, if the Lord downloads a desire into your heart, understand that that came from the Lord. What the Lord wants, he will, it'll be okay. Like his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If he downloads a desire into your heart to do something, just do it. Step out in faith and believe that he's going to give you the courage yes. to equip you to yes. do what he's called you to do. Yes. The Lord Called my wife and I to go and plant a church in St. Louis, Missouri. We have no experience in planting a church, we have no seminary background to plant a church. But the Lord told us to go. We sold our house. I I resigned from ministry, I resigned um, from uh, the human uh, equity and diversity. A commission in in the city of Waverly where I was the chairman and I resigned from these things I resigned as a state rep in celebrate recovery, mm-hmm. and I had to trust God, mm-hmm. I had to walk away from my business that I've had for 18 years there, and come to a place where we don't know anybody, and we had to go into a season of the wilderness, where we just had to rely on God, and this is how we got through, is this right here. We got through our season of wilderness of the unknown. And at times it was a dry place and we didn't have our church family. We didn't have our forever family in CR with us. We were, we felt alone at times last year. It was a struggle. We've only been here for 14 months now, but the Lord connected the dots and he started bringing people into our lives. My kid, my son found a friend. My daughter found a friend, right? We were praying for those things to happen, right? (laughs) And then all of a sudden my wife found a friend. And then she got introduced to uh, a team of women, godly women, um, where they can minister to each other. And that's been such a blessing. And then the Lord introduced me to men of God. And I got friends that I can go and talk to and brothers in Christ that are serving the Lord. And so now I'm not alone in my walk with Christ. And I'm not alone in this battle um, that we're facing, the spiritual warfare of coming here the enemy was trying to take us out, man. The enemy has fiery darts aiming at us, boom, trying to, trying and we're sitting there blocking them all. Shield of faith, helmet of salvation. We were blocking all these fiery darts because the Lord was trying to take us out. The Lord, or not the Lord, the Satan was trying to take us out, and the Lord was covering us. Yes. The Lord was protecting us. The Lord was ministering to us. Um, but we, there was a moment in time, almost a year from now in the fall where we almost threw in the towel and be like, we can't do this. I miss my family. I miss my friends. I'm like, honey, uh, we already sold our house, so we ain't got nowhere to go in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> and we just had to press into the word of God. And I'm so thankful for our mentor and our sponsor and a church plant director, Pastor Kevin, because Pastor Kevin said something to me in this moment of despair, this moment of loneliness, and he said, God is faithful. Mm. He's ashamed. Listen to me. If there's anything I can tell you, I want to tell you this. God is faithful. And when we was looking at the storm and we were seeing all this mess and all the chaos, and he said, God is faithful. It really pushed me back to say, Lord, you are faithful I believe in your word. I believe in your promises. I believe in the the hundreds and hundreds of promises that are in your Bible that you have for me. And by the God has promises for you. God has promises for you and for your life. And he wants to help you find your purpose in life. But I want to just share that God is faithful and God will continue to be faithful. Amen. 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 Yes. What was the title of your second book?
1: I'm so glad you asked me that because I was thinking I should tell her that. So the title of the second book is called The Good Life. Thoughts on maintaining the Christian life while keeping it fun. And it's actually very, very uh, cool compliment to the actual YouTube channel because in it, I talk about all the ways that Christians can have a great time. Most of the time, you know, we talk about, you know, um, Christianity being boring or Christianity being like, why am I doing this? But in the good life, I talk about the ways you can, the, how God can allow you to have fun, the nice, clean, easy ways to have fun. And I even give examples of things to do. So let's say you're having family night and you wanna have something to do, try a Bibleopoly, Bibleopoly game, like, Bibleopoly, like Monopoly, but it's based on the Bible. Um, you can do a potluck. Um, you can actually write your own poem. You can write your own short story. These are things right. that you can do individually and as a group to show how you can have a good time in the Lord and know that it's clean fun and you don't have to worry about repenting. So the second book is called the good life thoughts on maintaining the Christian life while keeping it fun. And the book I actually showed you here is called God's waiting room. It's our thoughts, um, ways to practice, um, godly waiting habits, right? how we can practice Godly waiting habits while we're waiting for God to do those things we need to do. In this book, both of them are on Amazon. This book in particular, I talk about how you can work on building your resume, how you can work on having, um, creating a personal mission statement. Most people don't have a guiding post for their life. And so write five or six points of things that you can say and do and you wanna live by that will help you um, as you walk your Christian walk. For example, uh, part of my mission statement is that I should change myself first. I change myself I mean, before I talk about changing anybody else. And then another point of my mission statement is that I should be telling anyone and everyone about how to be responsible, righteous Christians. So, amen. please, I encourage you to go look for it. They're both on Amazon. Um, this one is called God's Waiting Room. The second book has a purple cover. It's called The Good Life. Um, it's amen. Deborah E. Johnson, D-E-B-R-A, because Deborah can be spelled so many ways, right? Deborah E. Johnson and certainly hope that you take the time to look at my YouTube channel, at Deborah E. Johnson, where I am telling of his goodness, and excited to have been here, excited to have spent this time, oh my gosh, with Pastor Shane, yes. he's got it going on over here. He's got the track going to encourage you to have your experience with God. So have your experience, come on. Don't waste a yeah. day, get to it today. You have the experience, hop over to where I am, and then we'll start talking about encouraging you Once you get what you need, you can tell of his goodness somewhere else. Thank you so much for listening to me. I appreciate it.
0: Yes. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Deborah, for coming on here again to Kingdom Minded. But before we close out, I just want to share the scripture with you because this is something that the Lord is having me to share with you right now. I just want you to listen to this. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 4031 The Lord is speaking to you right now. The Lord wants you to come and have a deep, deep relationship with him. whether you felt you fell off or you've fallen away, um, this is the time to come closer to God. If you don't have a relationship with God but you want one, You see the things that have happened in Deborah's life. You see the evidence of the things that have happened in my life. You can have that invitation to come to know Jesus right now. God is with us. Who can be against us? That is Romans 8.31. I just want to encourage you that if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, acknowledge him in all your ways, he will direct thy path. That is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. If you're faced with fear right now, you're faced with anxiety right now, I want to encourage you that you can cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. That's 1 Peter 5, 7. I want these scriptures to help you understand that God loves you, that God is with you, and that we can get through this together. We are better together. You have to surround yourself With brothers and sisters in Christ With people that will support you Accountability partners People that will walk with you Because you know what You may have a bad day You might have a good day But you might have a bad day And your brothers and sisters in Christ Are the ones that are going to lift you up Keep you up Okay The Lord is my light and salvation Whom shall I fear The Lord is my stronghold of my life Whom shall I be afraid Psalms 27.1 So I just want you to take this moment in time right now. And if that's you and we're speaking to you and this podcast is ministering to you and you want to come to have a relationship with Christ right now, or you want to just renew your relationship with Christ. Maybe you've fallen away. Maybe you've done some things and it's time to clean up. This is how you come to know Jesus It's through a heart of repentance. It's through saying, I am a sinner. I have some wickedness in me. And I'm going to give it to you. Forgive me of my sins. Turn away from sin and turn towards God. It's a true, true repentance of uh, of yourself, of your sin. You die to your old self and you come out of this uh, a new person in Christ with a new identity. Uh, Your identity isn't your past. Your identity isn't your case. Your identity isn't your charges. Your identity isn't your failures. Your identity is in Jesus Christ. God looks at you through the lens of his son's sacrifice. So he looks at you, sinner or not, as righteous, because of Jesus Christ, because of his price that was paid, the penalty was paid uh, because of him dying on the cross and being uh, on the cross and being resurrected from heaven. So if that's you, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and just pray to the Lord. I can't pray for you. you have to pray for yourself. Just pray, God, I'm a sinner. Teach me to follow you. Teach me to live for you today. I surrender my life to you and the Lord will come to you right now in this place. Amen. Deborah E. Johnson, again, thank you so much. This was so amazing. I just thank you for your time of coming on here to share your incredible transformation and and testimony of what God's done in your life. And here's the deal. The Lord is not done yet. He is just getting started. Amen. Amen. The best is yet to come. I'm telling you right now.
1: From your mouth to God's ears. Amen. I receive it.
0: Amen. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. Stay tuned for the next one. God bless.
1: Take care. Praise him.